Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you on reception. Perception. The show. All right, Matt. Uh, we've got uh, the combine right around the corner, and uh, we are in full. I just feel like we're in full off-season swing now. You know, we're talking, we're getting franchise tag reports, we're getting talk about surprise cuts, moving movement on the draft board. I, I just feel like, all right, the door is now open, and the off-season has officially begun. Yeah, we've got um, you know GM press conferences, coaching press <laughs> conferences going on today. Right. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff coming out of there. Um, I always love this. I've never been to the combine. Have you? Have you ever been to the combine? No, 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 no. I was uh, I was uh, too small of a uh, of an employee at NFL Network for me to have gotten invited there. Well, if you were too small of an employee <laughs> at NFL Network, I obviously was not getting invited uh, at that time. And um, I think I think it would be fun to go. You know, if if, no, if for, for nothing sure. else, just to, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to go. Maybe at some point. Um, I'll make the pitch to Yahoo. We do like some. I mean, because I'm sure we could do a great show and stuff from there. Maybe maybe someday. Uh, I'll hey, make it. But it, meanwhile, it is fun to watch from you know afar. We've got that going on. We've got the actual drills coming up this weekend. And we've got free agency and we have, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the mega anxiety of like I'm already behind on on my charting work or, oh, my God, there's so much to do. So <laughs> all the off season is playing out as uh, as scheduled. We've got all the typical events that you can expect in the off season combine free agency the draft and um just waves and waves of anxiety of being being behind on charting work for me all of the typical tenets of an nfl offseason but the crazy thing about that is you have so much of the work actually done uh because you did this year for the very first time ever you did in-season charting so you actually have quite a bit of games uh, under the belt yeah. dude yeah which is gonna be great because as i told you um last uh time we recorded that uh we're gonna move out of la in the next three months so um i've got quite a bit on my plate coming up <laughs> gonna just try to pull off a cross-country move and keep the website yeah, fully fine. populated that's yeah, fine well, yeah, who cares totally fine easy. gonna buy a house easy. for the first time it'll no, easy stuff easy work coming up for your boy here totally gonna be absolutely cool the next few months but yes you're right in the coming months, that will yeah. be easier because I did so much work on on the in-season charting. The problem is, like, the guys right now, and I know yeah. a lot of people don't care about this, but maybe some people find it interesting, the actual process of it all. But, you know, the first group is is free agents. And as we keep saying on the show, the right. guys that are going to be available in free agency, 
not exactly exciting. So I don't have a lot of games logged on DJ Chark. You know what I'm saying? So um, it is a little bit of like, all right, let's race to get this first. I know. How dare me? But it's it's a race to get these first uh, group of guys up, especially because I am trying to, you know, do guys like, you know, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, these guys who might get um, traded, released, or at least have a quarterback change. You know, that's a new thing for the site this year. So um, all that stuff will be on the site very soon. But uh, yeah, that's the only reason I'm feeling a little behind right now. There you go. Uh, By the way, we've got a lot of off-season movement here. But uh, on today's show, I I thought it'd be fun, or at least you thought it would be fun, and I totally agree with you that uh, we could talk about, you know, quarterback needs uh, for various teams. Should they go veteran? Should they go young? What what direction should they? Should they go stopgap? Because uh, there's plenty of stopgap quarterbacks uh, out there on the marketplace right now as well. But I did want to start the show off with some, I guess, some top headlines here, right? And and it's seemingly every single day, Matt, there are stories and reports of pretty good running backs about to get released into the free agent pool. And uh, I think Leonard Fournette probably doesn't surprise a lot of folks because Tampa Bay, uh, you know, drafted a pretty good rookie right there that um, that I thought ended up playing better than Leonard Fournette anyways. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reporting the Buccaneers likely to release uh, playoff Lenny. Yeah, um, and I also wrote on here, too, about Joe Mixon could be a potential cap casualty. You know, right. uh, you're, you're so right that – and we could talk more in, in depth about both these guys and what they might leave behind, but your overall point is so true that – what, what did we talk about last episode? There is going to be a cataclysmic kind of shift at the running back position this offseason. And, you know, for guys like um, Tyler Algier, great example, uh, Terry Fontenot, the uh, Falcons GM, this uh, just, just recently at the Combine Pressers was like, we love what Tyler brought to the, the table this year, but you need multiple running backs. Uh, Rashad White, even the guy that, you know, Fournette's getting bounced out of there. Who's to yep. say they don't use a you know, another day two pick at the running back position, or oh, for sure. they sign one of these free agents uh, to a decent, well, probably not a free agent because they're so cap strapped, but basically like if you think you've got a guy, you know, Dynasty's a great example. Like, you think you got a guy in Dynasty who, okay, um, he's going to moonwalk into a starting position this year. Maybe not, man. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a lot of uh, plates, a lot of tectonic plates shifting around this offseason. I mean, you take a look at the free agent pool already. We're talking Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard may or may not get franchise tagged. I don't know. I, I mean, we'll get into that in just a minute, uh, in just a bit, mm-hmm. but he could be tagged. Miles Sanders is going to be out there. David Montgomery, who I, I'm not a big fan of, but he'll be out there. Uh, Jamal Williams, who is a great locker room guy and highly productive, especially around the goal line, is going to be out there. He's just 28 years old. I can't believe Kareem Hunt is just 28 years old. It feels like he's been in the NFL <laughs> yeah. freaking forever, but he'll be out there in the free agent pool. I think Damian Harris is actually a very good running back um, and yeah, maybe yeah. maybe got pigeonholed into like a banger type, but I actually think he could play all three downs. Um, he's just 26 years old. Devin Singletary has been productive at times. He'll be out there in the free agent pool. And my boy, Deontay Foreman, just 27 years old, also out oh, yeah. in the free agent pool. And I think he's a really, really good player. Um, and I will be very interested to see where he lands because I, I promise you he will push uh, for starting reps there. But again, we're just adding more names to the pool. Leonard Fournette will be out there. And again, as you mentioned, the Bengals potentially, according to the Athletics, Jay Morrison, maybe Joe Mixon could get cut. And quite frankly, 
Samaje Pirine is already a free agent for that team as well, but they probably could re-sign him to a, a much more reasonable contract. Mm-hmm. But you add all these guys up, man, holy hell, man, that is a hell of a room. And on top of that, the draft class is looking pretty good too. Yeah, the draft class being potentially pretty solid at running back and also just cheaper. You know, I mean, the reality yeah. is like the Bengals are a great example that, you know, if they were in a situation where they could afford Joe Mixon, I think they'd want to keep him around. But um, going younger and cheaper at running back is probably a good idea when you have the Joe Burrow contract on the horizon, the T Higgins contract on the horizon, the Jamar Chase contract, yeah. hopefully on the horizon. Right. You know, you want to keep that core intact. You, you probably are going to go ahead and go a little cheaper at running back. Um, but these guys like Damian Harris is a great example of a player. I think is a really good football player, a really good running back, but yes. he might have to wait until like after the draft to sign because yep. teams first want to see like, all right, what can we get in the draft again? Younger, more years, cheaper years, stuff like that. Um, on the, like if we end up using a third or fourth round pick at running back, we're probably not interested in Damian Harris. So the supply is just greater than de- the demand too, because you look around the, the the running back landscape, and there's not a ton of teams that are just like screaming for help at the running back position. The right. one, the one I, the one I thought about today, I just uh, wrote an article about this, but the one I thought about today that might be really interesting is like the Dolphins in terms of being like a big player at the running back position. Tua still on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that their passing game is well set up with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but might they be a team that swings big at the running back position for like a, a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs or something so that they can have a more complete offense? Because, you know, while they were good at times with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, they weren't like, you know, game to game, month to month, week to week, even really, really good, you know? So um, I don't know that that was just one I thought about, but there are very few teams otherwise that'll look around and say like, yeah, you know what? They have, they've got to add a back. They've got to add a back. There's very few teams out there. (laughs) Are there any teams? I I mean, it's just like I, people have gotten by teams have just gotten by uh, at running back. I mean, look what the chiefs did. They, they used a seventh rounder as Mm -hmm. essentially they're starting running back uh, on their way to, to win a super bowl. So I, I don't know. It's, to me, I think it is kind of interesting. I don't know if there is a team that you just look at and say, yeah, they absolutely need to get a running back. There's a lot of teams that would like to have one. And then there's a lot of teams that have that, that need depth. I think the lions certainly with Jamal Williams, uh, you know, out there in free agency. Now uh, the lions would certainly need some kind of depth. They, they, they can't seem to keep guys healthy at that position either. I think Buffalo probably needs some depth there too. I know all the James cook people yeah. are screaming, but, um, but I don't, I don't see James cook as an every down guy. I think they definitely need, um, you know, a bigger presence around the goal line as well to maybe reduce some of, where, of the wear and tear, uh, for Josh Allen too. So, uh, but no interesting stuff for sure. And then for the Rams, Matt, I mean, you think about Bobby Wagner, Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey, then potentially moving on from some of these guys and, and on their defensive front too, uh, there's going to be some changes too. So, Man, uh, the Rams look like they're going to try to retool by by cutting some of these um, high priced veterans. Rams are really interesting because you know they're Bobby Wagner was like pretty good for them last year. Was yes, he, he like was. An all, he was an All Pro. Um, you know, uh, second Jalen Ramsey was pretty like good that. too. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously Ramsey was good. Um, but you know, this is sort of I think slowly moving into the next phase of of Rams football, and I think it's fascinating that they are making these changes, you know, they're potentially dealing one of their, their best players uh, in, in Jalen Ramsey. 
you know, one of the guys who's not really like on the back nine of his career necessarily. Like I think he's still squarely a really good player. Maybe he's not as good as he was, you know, two, three years right. ago, something like that, but, but he's still a very, very good player. And I think will command a really, you know, big time draft pick if, and when he does get traded and he wants a new contract as well. That's obviously probably part of the Rams equation here, but, Correct. um, you know, the, Sean McVay coming back for this too, I think is really interesting that, um, you know, maybe he's up for uh, the maybe he's up for the challenge of, of transitioning the, the Rams into the next phase. I, I always thought it would have been kind of weak if he was like, you know what? Won the Super Bowl. We had one disaster year. I'm out. Can't handle it. I know. <laughs> I know Jordan. I know Jordan Rodriguez put a great piece in The Athletic about this, yeah. um, you know, about like his mindset and his in, uh, in, infectious energy. And like if he wasn't in the right place, could he really have done it? But yeah, just to me, it would have been like. I, I, I want to see Sean McVay transition this team into its next phase. And it looks like that's what um, it's doing. I, I don't know what the offense is. Gonna, I mean, the offense kind of might just look the same though, right? Like I think Stafford so. is going to be back. Cooper cup's going to be back. You know, Allen Robbins is probably the starting receiver. Jeff, just Van Jefferson's probably the other starting receiver. Like Cam Akers is probably after he finished the season really strong, going to be going to be the starting back again. And then they just really, really have to sell out to improve that offensive line. Cause that was the disaster of their season last year. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think uh, there's rumors that Leonard Floyd uh, could also be a potential cap cut, uh, which is, again, I mean, you talk about Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd. Wow, that's a lot of star power uh, on the defensive side of the football. And say what you will about Sean McVay. Uh, at the end of the day, when they won their Super Bowl, I, I really felt like their defense um, did more than their part. You know what I mean? Uh, I know mm -hmm. the offense – got a, a lot of kudos and, and flowers thrown their way as they should. Cause Cooper cup had an incredible year, Matt Stafford. Great to see him uh, on that big time primetime stage. Uh, but boy, I, I tell you, man, that defense was no joke. That defense yeah. was so good. And remember that last drive, the Bengals tried to put together, the game was capped off by Aaron Donald. Right. So mm -hmm. um, man, it, it, I, for all of the talk of the offense, what made the Rams special was that they had special playmakers on the defensive side of the football too, uh, in addition to all their offensive guys. Uh, but man, that it, it is going to be a, a huge shift, I think, uh, for LA as they try to crawl back into playoff contention. And man, you talk about a, um, what a turnaround, right? And, and not in a good way. Right. Going from winning the Super Bowl to now we're just, you know, uh, you know, a season and a half later talking about, golly, can they potentially make the playoffs? Because they've got a long, uh, a long road in front of them, man. Hey, if they trade Jalen Ramsey, maybe they get a first round pick back. And they, <laughs> they make a first round pick. Maybe they maybe they actually make a first round pick for the first time since Jared Goff, uh, you know, current Lions yeah. starting quarterback, Jared Goff, uh, if you're not familiar. Yeah. So. I think it's really interesting to see what happens with the Rams over the next couple of months. And, you know, I, you're, you're the name that you brought up there. The, the, the game was capped off by Aaron Donald. Obviously I think their bet is, you know, we can tear a few things down, even if they're big, big pieces on defense, but as long as we have Aaron Donald, we're going to be at a certain level of defense. And yeah. then again, it's, it's, it's gotta be just about like Matt Stafford. You can't have him, Matthew Stafford. You can't have him be in the eye of the storm like he was last year ever again. I mean, cause he'll just, yeah. we saw what would happen. He, he'll get right. crushed. Uh, the bottom line is me man for, for the Rams for me anyways, is I don't think they're going to be a very good team next year because they're tearing down the defense and dude, 
their secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey was not very good. Not good, yeah. Not uh, good. And I do think that, you know, as great as Aaron Donald is, and, and he opens the door for a lot of other players, Leonard Floyd played great, man. And if mm-hmm. they move on from Leonard Floyd too, um, they're, again, double-teaming Aaron Donald, even though sometimes that doesn't help, um, will be much more commonplace. Uh, and then they're going to have to put up a lot of points. But as you mentioned – I mean, we all love Cooper Cup. That's fine. But he's returning from injury. What does that look like? And the wide receivers outside of that, uh, a little, little dicey. Not a lot of athleticism, dude, out there on the edges <laughs> not a lot for of the speed. LA Rams. No, not a lot of speed. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's talk about some teams with some quarterback needs, and we'll talk what direction uh, you, Matt Harmon, think they should go in. Um, and again, we'll start with the Texans. They've got Davis Mills, who, look, I, I think Davis Mills has certainly exceeded expectations, um, and I think he, he will be a fine, fine backup quarterback for like the next 10 to 12 years, right? He, he's probably going to be a coach at some point, too. Um, Davis, but he just got, he just has that look about he looks him, like a he? coach, <laughs> uh, but certainly they're going to have uh, a big time need, uh, at quarterback. They pick number two overall, unless they want to flip spots there with Chicago and, uh, and protect themselves uh, a little bit. Cause Chicago apparently shopping the number one overall pick. Um, they're obviously, I'm assuming the Texans now will go in a, in a youth movement. Uh, but what are yeah. your thoughts here? Uh, with the Texans and what they should do at the quarterback spot. Well, I think these first two teams, we can kind of group them together because I think they're both teams that need rookies and they're playing the same division in the right. Texans and the AFC and in the AFC South, along with the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South. And I think both of these teams are definitely headed for rookies. If we're, if we're picking between our rookie veteran exercise here and um, you know, the Col- the Colts freaking Jim Irsay has said it, you know, he's been like, we need, we need a rookie quarterback. You know, they're done with the veteran quarterback thing. Um, and you know, obviously the Texans, the right. Texans are going to have to sit there and be, you know, like this is the Lovey Smith thing, right? They're, they're like, well, we're going to fire Lovey Smith and Lovey Smith's like, well, I'm going to win one more game and get you out of the number one pick. So now you're kind of in the spot <laughs> where if you're Houston, yeah. you got to be kind of looking over your shoulder with, with the Colts there at four. Cause I, and the, then the Colts have to sit there and think we want, our, do we want our guy or do we want to risk the Texans also liking our guy and then 
we have to not only um, not get the guy, but see this guy play, uh, see us, see him twice a year. You know, that's really a, a, a spot where I think that might incentivize the Texans to be like, hey, Chicago, you know, what do we got to do here? Like, do, do you want our second and our third to jump up one spot just to ensure like we get to the number one pick? Um, what do you want? Like, basically. But, yeah, I think both of these teams will have rookie quarterbacks um, come next year. And uh, it'll be really I think it'll be interesting to see which guy they like, you know, between the two of them. Um, you know, are they is it the Bryce Young thing where, you, you know, he's a smaller player? Isn't it funny? Huh. Like I, you you just went through you just went through a weight thing, right? Like with the whole yeah, 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 yeah. with your fight, you know, you, you had to lose a bunch of weight for it. Isn't it this, this whole Bryce Young, like what's he going to weigh thing in Indianapolis? Who cares? He's never, he's, <laughs> so what if he goes to the combine and weighs 205 because he, you know, ate cheeseburgers crazy, and drank yeah. milkshakes <laughs> and drank just an absurd amount of water that, that morning, you know, like so much water that he could be pissing for weeks. Yeah. He's never going to play it that weight. Who cares what he weighs? Like you, if you, if, if you are worried about the weight, you should be worried about the weight, no matter what he weighs into the combine. Cause that is not his real weight. No. And he looks, I'm, you saw the picture with him and Mina Kimes, right? Oh yeah. I feel, I feel bad that Mina's like at the center of this whole thing. And she's <laughs> like, I was wearing heels, you know, I was wearing heels. Um, that's, but, uh, but, but you know what? It's not it's just the heels though. It's not just the heels. We know Mina Kimes is small dude. And it's not like, it's not, and I'm talking about frame wise, like forget about height. I know she's, maybe she's tall for a girl or whatever. Fine. She's wearing heels. Maybe she's wearing six inch heels. Fine. Great. I don't care about, I don't care so much about the height. We know, we know he's going to, you know, be in that six, two range. That's fine. Yeah. But the weight, man, six, like, two. oh, six, two. He's not, you mean like five, 10, he's gonna be like five, 10. Oh, sorry. I, I meant six foot. So I said, I said six, two, yeah. I meant six foot. He's going to be in that six he wishes. foot range. He, he wishes. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's going to be in that six foot range. Sorry. Um, but no, it's not the height. It's the, it's the weight. Like they look like not that far apart in weight. And Mina Kimes is not big dude. She is rail thin. Why is Bryce young looking that thin? That's crazy to me. Uh, and I, I do think that's a legitimate concern, man, because like, I know quarterbacks get protected in the NFL, but boy, it just takes one Aaron Donald shot to, uh, for you to get to, for you to get banged up now. And again, look like you could look at somebody like Kyler Murray or whatever it might be, you know, smaller quarterbacks, uh, that have done pretty well. Um, you but, mean a guy who's injured every year. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there is that as well. Uh, but, but man, I, oh boy, that's, uh, I, I thought that picture next to, to Mina where again, uh, they, they look like they had the similar coat size is, is a little bit problematic <laughs> to me. I don't yeah, know. Uh, you certainly, yeah, I agree, dude, I agree with you. I'm, you know, like it's, I, for a while I was kind of like, you know, height doesn't matter for quarterbacks, but now, now I'm kind of on like, you know what? It's really, it's good to be able to see over the offensive line. You know I mean? With the way, with the way Kyler's not really like progress as an in-structure quarterback with the way right. Russell Wilson has declined so much with his athleticism declining. Um, and you know, I mean, Bryce Young is not, definitely not going to work out. He's already said he's not going to work out at the combine, of course, cause he's going to be packing on the pounds at uh at you know popeyes before the, <laughs> popeyes burger king you make the, all the stops taco bell hit them all up on the way to the weigh-in you know what i mean like he's not gonna be out there running the 40 after that after after no. a crunch wrap supreme uh right. he's not running the 40 yard dash so i don't know what his athleticism is gonna look like 
like, I don't know. Is, is he a Kyler Murray athlete? Is he a Russell Wilson athlete? Speak? Anyways, po- point being like what these like two, like, again, the, the Colts have to kind of worry. Like, I mean, it'd be great if they found out like the Texans like Bryce Young and we don't like Bryce Young, but um, you know, we want to dra- And I think Chris Ballard's usually like a pretty big, like size speed measurable type of, play, dude, type, yeah. of type of, yeah, he's totally a measurables uh, GM. So um, maybe they like a CJ Stroud or a Will Levis instead. But yeah, I think either way, these two teams, Colts, Texans, um, are definitely in the market for rookie quarterback. And I think they will be kind of competing and jockeying with each other to see who can get in position to get that guy. Okay, so now the Raiders pick seventh. They're obviously in the market for a quarterback as well. Uh, early on in the process, there was uh, all these rumors uh, of Aaron Rodgers potentially reuniting with Devontae Adams there uh, in Las Vegas. But what direction should they go in? I thought Jarrett Stidham could be an interesting bridge quarterback. Again, he's not the long-term answer. I know that for sure. Um, I guess I shouldn't say for sure, but he doesn't profile as probably a guy that's going to be yeah. yeah probably not uh going to be a long-term answer there but uh, but I thought he had some moments I thought he could you know make a few throws here and there but and to me he reads like a great uh bridge quarterback but uh, what direction should Las Vegas go in you think there Matt I think of all these teams that I have uh on the list that have a major quarterback need the Raiders are kind of the toughest one to read because um <laughs> I just it's funny when you think about it right like the Raiders have a desperate quarterback need. Well, who's the best free agent uh, av- like available at the quarterback position? The the Raiders' former quarterback. You know? so, uh, <laughs> that's funny, right? That's tough. That's tough, right? Are you going to go for a second year in a row? Go trade major draft assets for a disgruntled Packers quarter Packers player in Aaron Rodgers? Um, I mean, I guess, but that comes with a and and I think Rodgers is the only veteran available that would give them better quarterback play than they got in 2022. For I sure. agree. I mean, it, but that comes with a lot of future complications. Like how much draft capital do you give up? How long is he going to play? A lot of things going on there um, because like they could go the Jimmy Garoppolo route, but um, what's his God, ceiling? Like, what What's Jimmy Garoppolo's is, ceiling? Uh, you know, look, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo without Kyle Shanahan? Is he legitimately better at this point in his career than Jarrett Stidham? I, I ask that in all honesty. But you have to remember too, he does have familiarity with Josh McDaniels as well. Like he, um, he, he, I think he'd be a pretty decent fit in like a quick strike passing offense, but man, the Raiders were like kind of a, uh, they want to push the ball down the field. Like Devonte Adams had a higher air yards per target in his first year with green or with the, the Raiders. than he did in either of his last two seasons with the Packers, you know, they pushed the ball vertically, uh, to Devonte Adams, you know, I mean, if Jimmy's back there, guess what? Our guy Hunter Renfro better be playing snaps over Mac Hollins this year, right? Because he's going to catch 100 <laughs> balls with Jimmy Garoppolo right. playing quarterback, throwing passes For over sure. the middle, short passes over the middle. But um, but again, even in a best-case scenario, I'm, I'm probably a little bit higher on Jimmy outside of the 49ers ecosystem than you are, but not that much higher. Like Again, I think his ceiling could maybe be the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, which I think you could have – had Derek Carr been the 20th best for sure, the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> that's so true. this, that's why I kind of think like, do, do the Raiders, are they also a rookie team? Are they also a team that's going to go take a, a guy in the top 10 of the draft? Because, uh, but then you're starting your clock weirdly with, with how, you know, Adams, like you made this big trade for him. Where's your window with that? You're bringing in this rookie. When is he going to be better than Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? Right. Probably never for Mahomes. Maybe in a couple years he's better than Herbert. So 
it's just I think they're in a weird spot. The Raiders are of all these teams. So for me, I think the I think the Raiders should go veteran, but I think they just go all out and try to you know bring in Rodgers. Now I I understand that today and we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. At some point, the Raiders uh, indicated more to the fact that they probably can't afford. Aaron Rodgers, which I understand, but we're, we're taking some of the financials out of it. But let's say they do that. I think their path becomes pretty clear, right? The 2023 draft becomes all about defense. Free agency becomes all about defense. All the money that you're going to spend, uh, all the available cap dollars you have, and I don't know how much will be left over after you bring in Aaron Rodgers, but anything you've got available, you've got to go get veteran defensive pieces. Everything, every draft capital that you have remaining in 2023 needs to be spent on high quality dra- uh, defensive players because on the offensive side of the football, I think they're fine. You bring in mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. I love their, their, the pass catching duo of Hunter Renfro uh, and Devonte Adams. Um, I don't know where Darren Waller is at mentally um, or physically uh, for that matter. But you know, again, if he's, back with the team and if he's right what a trio of pass catchers yeah. uh that is potentially there for las vegas i think they're fine offensively so if they go all out and try to bring in aaron Rodgers, i, I think the offseason plan becomes very clear for them which is by the way that's pretty nice That'd you know that's nice, pretty yeah. nice to have uh if you're a gm for the raiders because a lot of times teams just have needs on both sides of the football you bring in aaron Rodgers. I think the Raiders are kind of pretty much set it and forget it offensively. I, I think they, they're good enough talent-wise to compete with just about darn near any team in the NFL. Uh, but then defensively, boy, boy, defensively, yeah. they, they still got a ways to go. Uh, and I think that is why it becomes very clear what their offseason plan would be if they get Rodgers. Now, maybe Rodgers comes back from his darkness retreat, and, and, you know, his psychosomatic stuff like, uh, maybe he doesn't want to go the right. I don't know. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. Or he doesn't uh, want to play football at all. I think that's sure possible. that there's also that maybe he's going to go shrooming. I don't know. Let's, <laughs> you know, uh, got to keep the door open on all these things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's more, what's more fun shrooming in a cabin in the woods, uh, or, um, or, or being the Raiders quarterback or working with Josh McDaniels. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think I might take the cabin in the shrooms. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I'm not sure uh, what direction Las Vegas goes in, but I will say this. If they don't go after, if they swing and miss on Rodgers, um, you're right. They're in a very, they go from a very clear offseason plan to very murky. Like, I don't know what they do. Um, at seven overall, and you look at the teams in front of them, they'll actually have a very good chance to take one of the top three quarterbacks, uh, barring a trade or anything like that, or barring you know, Seattle or something, maybe potentially going for a quarterback who, and by the way, Pete Carroll has also indicated that they may try to go quarterback at five and bring Geno Smith back, which I think actually would be very smart, um, you know, team building uh, uh, for, for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but neither here nor there. I think Las Vegas at seven will be in position, I think, uh, to take a one of those top three quarterbacks. So we shall see. Another team that is in the mix for the former Raiders quarterback in Derek Carr. Uh, how about the New York football Jets? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Also in the market for Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, I, I guess I'll ask you. I, I mean, I would assume that the Jets here are basically all in on going veteran. They have to be a veteran team. Um, you know, I, I know that Joe Douglas said today, like, we're still high on Zach Wilson. We still believe he can reach his ceiling. Oh, my God. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. 
It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, you Stop. can you can go ahead and ignore Stop anything uh, anything the Jets say about Zach Wilson. Pretty <laughs> exactly much from here. Exactly from a, well from about November to now, you can ignore <laughs> that. Um, we've known since yeah, like middle of last season that they were going to need a veteran quarterback. Um, obviously, uh, they could be a Rodgers team as well. You know, Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. uh, Rodgers' Jeopardy buddy slash maybe punching bag uh, friend, perhaps maybe third in the line there. Uh, he's he's like. You know, he, he's there, so maybe there's a connection as well. Um, it would be great to see Rodgers with all those cast of characters uh, in, oh, man, in, uh, in New York. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, you know, Brees Hall when he's healthy. They've obviously got dudes there. Um, they've got some guys on the offensive line coming back healthy. Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Mekhi Becton potentially. Obviously a little bit more of a risky one on that end. But regardless, they've got pieces in New York. They could be a Derek Carr team. I think even if they swing and miss on those two, then you sort of get into the Jimmy Garoppolo connection with Robert Sala. Um, you know, he'd still, you'd still think that like, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's probably going to want to bring in some version of like the, you know, LaFleur offense. There's, there's enough connective tissue there that I think they'd be a Jimmy Garoppolo team. But um, you know, again, Jimmy, can he, can he stay healthy? I think that's the biggest thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is like, if you're going to bring him in there, is he going to start 17 games and, and then, if you get to week 10 and Jimmy's starting to break down, are you throwing Zach Wilson back in there? I, I don't know. God. I think that like, if you get, if you get Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, you probably slam the door shut on any more Zach Wilson stuff. But I think right. if you get Jimmy Garoppolo or any tier below that, then you're starting to get into the, okay, you know, is, is, are, are we potentially going to see more uh, of Zach Wilson for the jets? And I, I think they'd rather uh, avoid that despite what they say. Yeah, I'm not buying anything that the the team says on Zach Wilson at this point anymore. But uh, if they do go in a veteran route and, and let's say they go Derek Carr, let's say they end up with Aaron Rodgers, pie in the sky, like home run, they get Aaron Rodgers, which would be great. Um, then they could actually try the business of actually trying to move uh, Zach Wilson as well and trying to re- recoup some oh, kind of draft luck. capital. No, I know. But yeah, I mean, w- what's the point of having Zach Wilson on that team even at that point, right? Like. It doesn't even make well, sense. Well, apparently him and Rogers like are buddies in some weird way or like they they text they've texted, they've co- they've conversed. So, um again, I, they could at least they could <laughs> at least stick around and do some sort of lip service as like, "Oh yeah, Rogers is going to be the br- he's like gonna, yeah, he's going to help develop." Yeah, he's oh the, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is Yeah, Rodgers has Zach never Wilson. mentored anyone. What are you talking about? Didn't Ro- Rodgers I think actually um in the in the, the the conversations that have come out about him and Zach Wilson like why they talk or they talk and what's come out of it is like he said why do you spend so much time at the facility? Um like well, you spend too much time there working and and stuff like that. That's been Aaron Rodgers' advice to Zach Wilson which if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can get away with not being at the facility because you're ungodly gifted at this game. Eh, Zach Wilson, maybe you want to put a little more work. It's so interesting too, that Rogers would say that because like the great Jerry Rice was like, I remember he was like back in the facility. Like, I think like five days after they won the Super Bowl. you know what I mean? Like Jerry Rice was an absolute workout fiend. Like he loved being at the facilities uh, and I know he's been one of the people that um, when they talk about, you know, limiting the offseason program, he's like, oh, OK, well, I mean, I guess you can, but you're not going to be as good. <laughs> you know, So uh, it's kind of kind of an interesting uh, point of view, I think, from 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 Rogers. This 
It's Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. There's uh, another group of teams here. How about the, the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons? Yeah, we could talk about the Bucks and Commanders too, but I, I think the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons are a little bit closer grouped together and um, uh, you know, and they could go either way, I think. But where do you think these guys, that group of teams should go in terms of uh, young or vet? Panthers, I think, need to go young. I think they need to go rookie. Uh, I think they'd be a really fun team for – they feel like a great team to add Jacoby Brissett, who has familiarity with Frank Reich, of course. Right. Um, and then like a – you know, an Anthony Richardson type in the draft, uh, man, that would be a lot of fun. You Deve- know, a, a developmental, developmental type, mm-hmm. developmental guy. Let like Frank Reich and this great group of coaching staffs, or this this great group of coaches that he's brought into the staff here. Let them get their hands on Anthony Richardson and say like, all right, you know, we're not even thinking about you for the time being. And you know, Jacoby Brissett, I was I was looking back at this today. You know, Deshaun Watson was forty first in the NFL in EPA per dropback among quarterbacks with a hundred pass attempts last year. Okay. Jacoby Brissett was like 12th. You know, Jacoby wow. Brissett was good last year in the exact same environment that, that Deshaun Watson struggled in. And I don't even say, like, Cleveland has a pretty good offensive line. They've got a great run game, but they have like one really dangerous receiver in Amari Cooper and then not a lot else. So, um, you know, Carolina, I think they've got one really dangerous receiver in DJ Moore and not a lot else. I think that they could have a good run game if they bring back your guy Foreman. Um, Deuce Staley there says he wants to have three backs to kind of cycle through. They could have like Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, and a rookie. I think their offensive line is really underrated. You you get Brissett in there to give you good quality quarterback play for more than half of the season, and then maybe you look at Anthony Richardson if not if not all the way in 2024 like the back end of the year something like that so they kind of feel like a stopgap veteran bridge guy all the way into a, a developmental rookie i think would be best for the carolina panthers yeah, do you do you feel any differently or or no i, I think I, I think that's a very sm- i think that's very smart given you know what they did in terms of their coaching staff as you mentioned anthony richardson 64 uh, again his official measurements haven't come out yet but projected to be 64 you know um uh, a big kid, you know, big arm. He's got some speed. He's got some wiggle to him too. Right. So, um, yeah. and a controversial prospect too, because just people just don't know. Um, I think there was, uh, I think I read a comparison. I thought this was pretty fair, uh, in terms of Mitch Trubisky, you know, somebody who's got measurables, um, you, you watch him throw the football and you say, man, this guy can absolutely heave it. Can whip it um, yeah. but does he, can he develop? you know, and, and can he get the, the, the mental side of it? And that's the part where you just don't know. <laughs> you just have no idea. Uh, you don't know about a guy's work ethic. You don't know about a guy's confidence level. You know, I, I mean, you, you look at Mitch Trubisky and again, I thought he had all the tools, but he's a one-year starter from North Carolina. It's like, again, what, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. then on the other end of the spectrum, then you've got somebody like um, Josh Allen. Right. Yeah. And, and again, the Josh Allen comps are always so unfair because this guy, his work ethic is just, I yeah. mean, unbelievable. Otherworldly. Yeah. You know, not and, a guy, it, not a guy that's thinking about spending less time at the facility. <laughs> no, 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 no. I also love the fact that when he's not throwing to his guy, Stefan Diggs, he's playing video games with this guy, Stefan Diggs. Right. It's yeah. like, I mean, you talk about trying to build some chemistry in, in that mind meld, man. Anyways, regardless, I, I don't know anything about Anthony Richardson off the field. I know nothing about him at all. You know, I've seen some YouTube clips and 
you know, watched a couple Florida games here and there. But other than that, I don't know anything about Anthony Richardson whatsoever. Right. So that will be very interesting. I, you know, to be to be fair, the kid from uh, Kentucky, uh, Will Will Levis, will Levi's Levis. Yeah. Uh, Levi's that'd be good sponsorship opportunity. Yes, absolutely. He he's kind of similar, right? A little bit more refined, but, um, Mm -hmm. a toolsy type dude, you know what I mean? But doesn't, I don't think has the speed, uh, that, uh, that Anthony Richardson has. Yeah. Will Levis probably profiles more. Yeah. In, in, uh, I think both of these guys are going to get like Josh Allen, you know, comps it like, okay, well, for sure. in different, in different ways, because for Will Levis, it's the inaccuracy. It's the not consistent accuracy. Um, that was an issue for Josh Allen, but Josh Allen worked his ass off and became better and better at that. Will, Will Levis do the same thing. And then, yeah, with Richardson, it's, it's the tools, it's the, it's the arm strength and it's the, mm-hmm. it's the, the speed, which I think he's probably you know, potentially even more exciting as a rusher than Josh Allen is. And that's saying a lot. Cause Josh Allen's probably one of the two or three best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. So, um, you know, I don't know I mean, yeah. from a speed perspective, maybe not, but yeah, like I do just, I think Andy Richardson is really intriguing. I think Will Levis could be intriguing. And I, and again, both of these guys sort of fit in that, like you'd like them to sit and you'd like to get like a Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell, Thomas Brown, these guys, Josh McCown, like these, all these guys that they've got on the uh, offensive coaching staff there, get them, get their hands on, on a guy like this and, and have him develop. I mean, the thing with Josh Allen is that he ran a crap, I mean, just an absolute crap 40, like a four, seven, um, four, seven, five, 40 or something like that. Right. And it's just that when he gets out in space though, we're talking about defensive end. That's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's not the speed you know? part of it. Like, you no. know, Justin Fields or, a, or, a, right. or a Lamar Jackson, obviously, I think Anthony Richardson probably has more speed than Josh Allen, but he's, and and I, I think he's gonna like light up the combine here. And For uh, sure, like Anthony Richardson's got all the all the incentive in the world to avoid the crunch wrap supreme and just yep. uh, go and go and show your natural weight off and and go you know shine yep. at the combine and potentially get that athleticism counted twice you know in his evaluation. But um, yeah, Josh Allen not the same speed threat as these guys. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think Panthers. I think the Panthers make sense for a stopgap and a young guy. And the Saints and Falcons, I think, are. Um, a little bit tougher to read. The Saints are a Derek Carr team. Somehow they're gonna, you know, run their credit card limit up again. <laughs> um, buy, you know, buy from the borrow from the bank again. Um, if, if the Saints went to buy a house, their credit score would be like <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> they can't buy property anywhere uh, um, because because they great. they owe you know Capital One, Bank of America, Chase. That's great. You know, all of the Wells Fargo, they all they all all the banks, a lot of money. So um, but they might do it one more time. You know, um, they might they might buy uh, borrow some more money and potentially bring Derek Carr and they could be a veteran team. Um, They also don't have their first round pick. They have um, right. They have the the 49ers via the Broncos pick. Right. And so um, anyways, like long story short, they, they're not picking to the back half of the first round. So they're not a contender for any of these top level quarterback prospects. But, um, I think they, I think they probably make it, but then again, dude, if they don't get Derek Carr, like then what, what are we doing at the quarterback position? Are, you know, are, are we going with, are we just bringing back Andy Dalton and Jameis? Like at that point, oh, are we no. going to do that again? <laughs> um, you know, watch watch go- them, watch them try and go, 
and, and tried to turn Carson Wentz into like another reclamation oh, project. God, I was just thinking about it. I Watch actually thought that. that and I thought that it was like, that's too disgusting. Watch just get Carson it, Wentz and Baker Mayfield and battle it yes. out, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. Just what's the, what's the next version of just gross veteran quarterback battles that <laughs> nobody cares about? Nobody cares about it. Yeah. Wentz Carson Mayfield. Wentz Baker Mayfield yep, throwing it out. It. Somehow, also, I don't even know how they'd afford those two guys. So, you're, I can, I can see running your credit limit down to get Derek Carr. Run your credit limit down to be the next team that Carson Wentz steals money from. I don't, I don't know if that's great. <laughs> where does, <laughs> Just, where do you think Baker? I, I'm, I'm fascinated by who Baker. Care, who cares? I'm not, I mean, I, could, I, I know, couldn't think I know, of, couldn't a, think of anything I'm less fascinated by than where Baker Mayfield ends up. <laughs> No, hold up, hold up, dude. Wait, when Baker Mayfield got with the Rams and got with the good head coach in Sean McVay, t- tell me he did not look like he had legit- one. He had one great drive against the Raiders, and that was a big story. And then you know what? It was just whatever. He's like a whatever backup quarterback. Like he he can play, and he's not an XFL player or something. But right, like I'd rather I'd rather have Taylor Heineke, you know, because like he's a whatever backup quarterback. And I mean, shout out to ODU's finest Taylor Heineke. But um, you know, I'd rather just he's going to command command less like media attention, you know, or and his team teammates seem to definitely like Taylor Heineke. I don't think they always like Baker Mayfield, so. <laughs> I don't know. You can, I'll pass, I'll pass. I'll pass on, uh, I'll pass. Fair, fair. God, I, 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 gee whiz, man. I'm a, I'm a little bit more enamored with Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, than Taylor Heineke. Oh my God. Jeez. Give me Baker over Taylor Heineke. He's at least more interesting, dude. At least they're too small. They're two small quarterbacks who write checks that their arms can't cash. What's the difference? (laughs) Wow. I mean, Baker's got more of an arm than Taylor Heineke, dude. Gee whiz. I mean, yeah, but not as much Holy as he thinks. So yeah, there I mean, is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, true. yeah, no, Wentz. Oh that's my true. God, Wentz and Baker Mayfield. Um, t- just R.I.P. Chris Olave. Like these are the two like number one wide receiver killers, Baker yeah. Mayfield and Carson Wentz. You know, uh, they go to a team just instantly takes out the top, especially Baker because he can't make can't make throws like to the outside and can't, you know, he has no anticipation, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just all, all gimmicky stuff. See it, see it and throw it. That's all. That's all he's got. Yeah. First reason out there, he's in trouble. See it, throw it probably. And then, yeah, try to pretend you're Kyler Murray. I mean, God, God, give me a break. Same thing with Carson Wentz last year with, uh, um, Terry McLaurin, like instant chaos. Well, we'll just get to Curtis Samuel in the flat, you know, so so (laughs) the two like number one wide receiver killers here, let's get Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield might as well just, they only have one really good proven high quality receiver in Chris Olave might as well go down there and just wreck them. Just All right, there you go. Uh, Falcons indicated they, they they feel pretty good about Desmond Ritter. I, I'm not sure how much I buy that, but I will see. Yeah. You know, they they cut uh, Marcus Mariota, so Ritter's got all the the runway in the world uh, to kind of take off in 2023, and we'll see if that uh, if that gamble pays off for them. Uh, the Bucks obviously lost uh, very quickly as the show is running long here, but the Bucks obviously um, lost Tom Brady to retirement. Um, I'm not sure what direction they go in. Everyone has been clamoring. A lot of folks have been, I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of folks have been clamoring for a potential Jameis Winston reunion there in Tampa Bay, which I think would be real interesting too. Uh, and then again, we just talked about Carson Wentz and just bagged on him for a bit, but uh, the commanders obviously (laughs) cut Wentz. 
uh, saving $26 million against their cap. They picked 16th overall, so I think they will be out of the running uh, for a young quarterback as well. So Bucks, Commanders, where, where do these guys go uh, in terms of uh, looking for either veteran or, or maybe even, hell, I don't know, uh, trading up uh, and trying to get a young guy? Yeah, I do think that Desmond Ritter, like the the Falcons, kind of Terry Fontenot was kind of like, you know, we like what Desmond Ritter gave us, but you always got to keep your options open quarterback. Like, I think they would, I think they can, you know, go and maybe get like a Ryan Tannehill type of quarterback if the Titans are moving on from him. There's obviously connective tissue there with Arthur Smith. They could mm. be a veteran in a Desmond Ritter competition. That's a good one. I think that the, I think that the commanders could be a veteran with Sam Howell, you know, Ron Rivera has said like Sam Howell enters the off season as our starter, but he's not like, we're not going to call him a starting quarterback or anything like that, which I think makes sense. Sam Howell, no matter what you like of him, he played one game in the NFL and yep. they took forever to get in that one game. So right. man, they're, they're a weird team because as we talked about, I think on the, on the last show that the ownership issues with Washington, it's just tough to imagine them making like a big swing for Rogers or even Derek Carr, um, I think they'll probably be a, a veteran and a, and a battle of that with Sam Howell type of team, and and the Bucks, dude. I, man, I don't know. I don't know what the Bucks do. They're they're in the red in terms of cap space. Hard. They're uh, they're, they're even. <laughs> they're, they're so <laughs> screwed. <laughs> they're so screwed. Oh, I don't God. know. Yeah, they're they're in a, they're in a tough spot, man. I mean, Kyle Trask enters the off season as the starter for them. He's the only quarterback they don't even have blaine gabbard around anymore golly <laughs> uh, i mean they're i mean they're this definitely is a t- i mean matt this is a team that that just needs to press the hard reset right like trade yeah. away mike evans you should at this point i think you should probably trade away chris godwin as well oh. um just get what you I, and i know that's that, that is going to be a tough pill to swallow because both those guys can, you know and godwin especially um, can play. Uh, Mike Evans can still play. I think he's a, a great player. And, and just from a, even from a health perspective, you know, obviously Mike Evans uh, healthier than, than Godwin, but man, I, I just think with where they're at, at the quarterback position, where they are in the draft, dude, they need a hard reset. And I know it's going to be tough for them, but man, they should really think about moving on uh, from those two guys. And I know that's a tough pill to swallow. They, I mean, listen, they're, they're already starting that process, aren't they? Yeah. They cut Leonard Fournette. Um, and, I think they're cutting Tom Donovan Brady's, Smith too. The, yep, Donovan the Smith tackle. is going to get. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just feel so. like, and by the way, they're cutting Donovan Smith, who wasn't great. Obviously, I think no. was, was the most penalized offensive lineman uh, in the NFL last year, or one of them, anyways. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not like he was the worst player at, at left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, no, I think that process has already begun. So I just wonder if they just completely rip the bandaid off and trade either one or both of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, because there's going to be a really big market for, for both of those guys. Yeah, they would make sense for a lot of these teams that need wide receivers and obviously aren't going to find them in free agency. Uh, already got Mike Evans reception perception uh, charting done. Oh, snap. I have to move to Chris Godwin as well, since they're both going to be on the trade market. And either way, they'll be dealing with you know, the post Tom Brady world um, in, t- in terms of the quarterback position. So their profiles would be up on receptionperception.com. We'll have more of that stuff to talk about next week, but yeah, man, bucks. I think, I think they should, if my, my plan for them is a rookie next year, like get a, get a rookie <laughs> yeah. in the building next year, you know, whether it's like, I know it's always tough. It's always, the next quarterback class is always better than this one, but um, <laughs> Caleb Williams, Drake may, these guys yeah. seem like two potential young stars at the quarterback position. And maybe, 
maybe you're thinking about those guys. Although these, I mean, it's crazy with college football now. Like these guys could stay in, in school and make more money, you know, uh, good on these and on the whole sure. NIL thing and all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, I think the, I think, I think you're right that the bucks could maybe um, pull a saints and, you know, get four more credit cards to pay off all their debts and, um, crush your credit score into oblivion and get Derek Carr and, and keep all these guys, keep like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then great. You win the shitty NFC South and yep. you lose in the first round of the playoffs and you're back at this position again next year. So who cares? Like I think I think in an ideal world you probably blow this thing up. Um which hey, they won a Super Bowl with the Tom Brady thing Absolutely. and they pushed all their chips in to try to get it the next two years. Didn't work it out. Worked. But yeah. It worked. And you know now you got just like the Rams at the top. Eventually, you're gonna come around and take your medicine a little bit. I think the Bucks are at that point. So, just get Kyle Trask and Andy Dalton, or sure, bring back Jameis Winston. He'll throw you. He'll throw you out of some games. <laughs> so why not? Why not? You want that number one pick next year? Let's bring in Jameis, baby. Let's see if he can. <laughs> let's see if he can throw another thirty interceptions. That's what. Uh, well, that's if, what if, I love if about Jameis. If he has, if he has, not. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, when he did have the, uh, the both those guys were playing in the 30 for 30 season when he went like yeah. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, you'll just get the 30 interceptions without the 30 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> it was 5,000 yards too. It was crazy, dude. Okay. Like that's what was so funny about this whole conversation about, Oh, uh, Dak throws too many interceptions. He's a league leader with 14. He was like, what? 14. I was like, man, it was not that long ago when Jameis Winston was throwing 30 <laughs> interceptions, dude. Not that long ago when Daniel Jones had 20 turnovers. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here with 14 interceptions as if that's a big number? That's not a big number, guys. Like, what are we talking about here? It's crazy. Um, anyways. Yeah. yeah. My God. Um, yeah. Oh, God, we're talking about like all of the quarterbacks that – uh, I just can't. I, which is no. They're, of course, they're all going to be available. This is like the the quarterbacks I can't do anymore. List is what we just went through. Like Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston. Um, these are these are the these guys are the reasons I don't have hair anymore. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> ripped all of it out. Ripped all of it out. Watching Baker Mayfield with the Carolina Panthers and Carson Wentz with the Washington Commanders. But guess what? These are the guys that are going to be like the NFC South quarterbacks I love next it. year because because this is the, what the situation we're dealing with here. I I think that the uh, NFC South may need to get relegated. We need to just bring up like the SEC or something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, one of these XFL teams? Ben's, yeah, I mean they got AJ McCarron. You know he's two and zero in the XFL. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Get get the, get the Houston Rednecks in you the know? mix or whatever the Houston XFL team is called. So yeah, why not? Um, all right. Anyways, the, that will bring a close to our show here. By the way, Matt talking about losing all his hair. This is a very good reminder for the for the folks who basically only listen to the podcast. You can catch a lot of the podcast clips on Matt's YouTube page. Go check it out. Uh, go search for Matt Harmon or search for Reception Perception on YouTube and you can find his channel there. Subscribe, of course, get those notifications going as well. And if you and if this is the first time you're listening to us, I mean, we would like it very much. We would appreciate it very much if you would uh, if you would subscribe uh, to our podcast as well. But uh, yes, long way of saying, you can go to Matt's YouTube page and you will see his new do, uh, which is oh, a, a very interesting uh, look for Matt as he's uh, transitioning from going from hat guy to no hair guy. 
Inter- interesting is the is the word James uses uh, as he as he describes my new hair. <laughs> it's, um, it's, 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 it's interesting, I guess. It's freeing. It's the most free. I wish I dude. I wish I did it years ago. Uh, it's well, like you look freaking fantastic. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't want to be. You don't want to have no hair up top and no hair on the bottom. The fact that you could grow a pretty wicked beard makes it all. <laughs> it ties it all together. It makes it work. You know. Yeah, I think I think the beard really reached its uh, peak stage, and that was sort of like, all right, I, I can let go of let go of the hair now. <laughs> and honestly, like this length that I've got it right now, and even a little bit longer is fine with me because really yeah. the the pain the painful parts are in in the back. But you know, I'm not Bryce Young. I'm not I'm not like fingers crossed. I'm five eleven. I'm I'm a little bit taller than that. So who really <laughs> sees the top of my head anyway? So if I have True. a little bit of like a buzz, True. I think it's a, I, I think it's okay. I don't have to be like pure Adam rank, complete, you know, uh, bald dome there. No shade, yeah. no, sh- no shade to Adam rank, the, the bald beard combination Godfather himself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have to go for that complete look because, uh, because the pain parts are in the back where, um, oh my gosh. Can see it anyways. Uh, you are you going to be Adam Rank? I mean, at this, I mean, like you guys have had similar journeys, big weight loss, uh, a big weight loss journey. You guys are both workout guys, uh, strong <laughs> yeah. beard games. You know, you guys are bo- respective what the, the respective faces of fantasy at your respective spots. This is the the the, uh, the comparisons are pretty strong. Well, um, yeah, uh, see, Rank's got it figured out, though. Uh, you know, once the offseason hits, I'm not saying Rank's, you know, Aaron Rodgers and like I'm not spending any time at the facility, but. Oh, that's um, Adam Rank. Rank. Listen, Rank's, listen. Rank's, Rank's working on his <laughs> golf game. I'm like, geez, better get this McCole Hardman DJ Chark tier of receivers done. I'm really stressed. So. <laughs> oh, listen. Uh, I, I love Adam I'm- Rank. Adam Rank is a dear friend of mine, but listen, let me tell you something. He ain't spending one more second at the facility than he needs to, man. In the offseason, my boy is gone. My boy yeah, is gone. Unless they the ask him course. to put on a suit and come on to like TA or something, man. My boy Adam Rank is on that golf course, dude. He's not messing around, dude. Let me tell you right now. Well, he's he's uh he's de- I'm not I'm not Zach Wilson in terms of like where I'm at in my <laughs> NFL media career. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've, I've got to put a little more work in to get to Adam ranks tier. You know, right. uh, he, he's, he's a bit farther, farther along the career path than I am. Maybe, maybe by the time I have two kids and I'm in my forties, yeah. I don't even have, rank, you know, he's like, he's how old is he? in his forties. I don't yeah, know he's how old Adam 40s. rank is. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a mystery. He's, he's a mystery 40s. guys. He's uh, in his forties. Come on. Maybe, maybe by the time I'm in that point, you know, 10, 10 plus years from now, I've got two okay. kids. Maybe I'll, uh, Maybe I'll be a little more golf centric in the off season and, and less uh, Alan Lazard reception <laughs> perception focus in the off season. <laughs> there it is. I hope you never change, though, pal. I hope you never change. Uh, all right, the business. Gonna... Let's hope for the business. I don't change. <laughs> that <laughs> would be kind point. of interesting. That would be Good an interesting point. plot point. Good what point. do we do? What do we all do, right. James? As a as a company, when I just am like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, this is this is when we hire trackers and no one no one is the wiser. That's that's no one's gonna know. Never. Yeah, I know, I know. There, Matt, I you know I, I asked Matt how long are you gonna keep doing this, and and basically Matt said you would have to rip that uh, the the charts from my hands. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. oh golly what a psychopath and we love him for it all right uh so that's it for the show man uh again if you guys could like and subscribe that would be great but for matt Harmon, i'm james Cuff. we'll see you